we celebrate on this first day of the school year the Mass of the Holy Spirit with the readings for this Mass. But as it happens, and quite fittingly, the Gospel for the Mass appointed for this day, the, this Monday, it has uh, words very fitting uh, for the first day of school. The young man comes to Jesus and says, Teacher, teacher, what good must I do to gain eternal life? Notice the young man doesn't say, what must we do, or what must human beings do? He says, what must I do? What must I do to follow my true path? What must I do to become my true self? I think it's quite fitting that this gospel touches on something very important for a school and for the beginning of the school year, and indeed for all our lives, and that is that the truth that counts is personal. It's the truth of my life that's at stake for each of us. And yet we see in the readings from the Mass today that we've selected for the Mass of the Holy Spirit that this is a difficult and complex truth, the truth of my life. It is a truth, the scriptures show us, that is always in peril. Why is that? Well, other lives intersect with the trajectory of my life and your life. Some of those lives, as they intersect with mine, will keep me on course to the, in the path of my life. Others, however, will throw me off course, perhaps radically off course, to the destination I am truly set for. And we see in the account, the ancient account from the Tower of Babel, how ancient this peril to personal truth is and what its roots are. Let us build ourselves a city, the Babylonians said, the, ba the residents of Babel said to one and to another, let us build ourselves a city. And this tells us that personal truth, the truth of my life, is also political because I live my life in that city. They went on to say, the residents of Babel, let us build a tower with its tip in the heavens. And this tells us that personal truth, the truth of my life, is also what we might say universal because I live in the cosmos whose complexity forms my life and intrudes on my consciousness, especially in modern times. Let us make a name for ourselves, the residents of Babel said. And this tells us that personal truth, the truth of my life, is also social, because I know others and they know me. And all of that affects the trajectory of my life. And so with these kind of complexifications, we can well understand the simple question that Pilate put to Jesus. What is truth? What is truth? Social truth, 
can tell me, can be taken to be, that I am who others think I am. Scientific truth, the universal truth of the cosmos, can be taken to tell us that I am merely the product of evolution for a life without point or without purpose. Political truth, as we are discovering as Catholics, especially in this year of 2012, can say that power decides the truth of my life and power can override the, the dictates of my conscience, as we see in the question of the mandates of the Department of Health and Human Services that are so much in controversy. What is truth? What must I do to be true to myself in my life? Both of these questions, we note, were posed directly to Jesus of Nazareth, the young man who came up to him, Pilate, who judged him. And he answers them all, those and many other questions as he tells us, you shall know the truth and the truth will set you free. The truth will set you free. We have a brief lesson in the scriptures today of the history, we might say, of that knowing of the truth and the complexity of it when God gets involved. The residents of Babel said, <clears throat> or pardon me, uh, hearing, uh, looking down on the, the scene of the tower in Babel, God says, come, let us go down there and confuse their language. Confuse their language. How did he do this? St. John tells us. And the word was made flesh and dwelt among us. The word of God, so to speak, silently exploded in the vast sea of human words and confused the language unexpectedly. It is the word of God, the author of all words. It is the word of truth itself. And that word, Jesus Christ says as well, I have come for division. I have come for division, to divide my word, who I am, from all other words. I have come for division, he says. He could also add, and for decision. I have come for decision. About the word made flesh, about who I am, about the truth of who I am, and about the truth of everyone's life who comes to me, as the young man did, as Pilate did. And we have a decision taken to that question by the patron of this college, St. Thomas Aquinas, in that remarkable concision for, of which he is so capable. Credo quid quid dixit dei filius Nil hoc verbo veritatis verius. I believe whatever the Son of God says, nothing is truer than this word of truth. My brothers and sisters, I find myself praying that prayer from Adoro Te Devote every time I go to Eucharistic adoration. And I find Thomas's words inexhaustibly true. 
They become truer, as it were, the more you pray them. Nothing is truer than this word of truth. If God is truth, he cannot deceive. And if we can come to him, we will be on the firm ground of truth that sets us free. <clears throat> how can I come, how can you come, to St. Thomas's calm and confident decision? As you embark on, the students embark on this year ahead, how can you come to a deeper grasp of this decision for the truth? Perhaps we should turn to the gospel today. Our Lord promises, I will ask the Father, and he will give you another paraclete, paraclete, the spirit of truth. Parakaleo in the Greek, to, to, to call to one side, to call to one side, to call an advocate, to stand by you before the judge, to call a defense attorney. I love that word. It reminds me of an, an experience I had six or seven years ago as pastor of Sacred Heart Church in Medford, Oregon. And I was having a conversation in my office with a man, probably 50 years old or so, father of a family, deeply, deeply troubled, deeply troubled. His family, he had a number of children, most of them, all of them grown. His family was totally arrayed against him on every side. They paid no heed to his good intentions and they paid no heed to their injustices to him. He acknowledged he had committed injustices of his own, but he felt that the view was entirely one-sided against him. <clears throat> and as he related <clears throat> his sorrow and his sufferings, I noted he glanced at me. He first was looking off, talking about this, and then he glanced at me for just a moment, just a second. And in that instant, I realized that he was looking for a paraclete. He was looking for a paraclete. It must have been in the, at the end of the Easter season when this happened, I think. He was looking for someone to stand by him, for someone to hear his side of the story. Not just to take only his side, but simply to hear and listen to his side of the story to come to the defense of the truth of his life. He was looking for a paraclete. And the question came to me, could I be the paraclete he was seeking? It's not the last time that question has occurred to me since. And I propose it to you students, especially as you enter this year of study, because I am sure that sometime in this year ahead, not only you, but I expect all of us here present, will be looking for a paraclete. As Jesus says in the gospel today, to teach you all things and bring to your remembrance all that I have said to you. All that I have said to you about what you need to know about the truth of your life right now. The spirit paraclete Jesus promised and gave us sacramentally, most particularly in the sacrament of confirmation, the spirit of truth. This is the same spirit who inspires those who live in the spirit to breathe out the truth of God's affirming love to those they meet. 
The Spirit is invisible. The Father is invisible. Jesus is invisible, but he is profoundly present in the spirit he breathes into his church. And he breathes that spirit through human breath, yours and mine. That's how the spirit continues to breathe in the world and in the church. If we think of St. Thomas Aquinas as a paraclete, perhaps with a small p, we could find few others who are capable, even after all these centuries, of guiding us into the truth, the truth of the world, the truth of the city, the truth of our own life. Study him carefully, you who are fortunate to be at this school that bears his name. Study him carefully with mind and with heart, and you shall know the truth and the truth will set you free. Free to stand by the side of others in search of the truth of their life. Go to school to St. Thomas and learn to breathe the spirit of truth. <laughs>